0: Now, your host, Marguerite Crispillo.
1: Hello, everybody. It's Marguerite Crispillo, and thank you so much for joining us. We're going to talk to somebody that I've been watching for a while, watching his emails coming through and his Facebook posts and a lot of stuff he's doing. And I'm pretty inspired by this guy who is a realtor, entrepreneur, and coach Joshua Smith is on our show today, and he was voted the 30th top realtor in America by the Wall Street Journal. Very cool. Top 1% of realtors worldwide, and he's actually sold more homes than me. He's done 3,500-plus homes sold and selling more than one home daily. So thank you for joining us today, Josh.
2: Yeah, no. This, I appreciate you you allowing me to come on the show. It's a huge honor, so I'm I'm really excited to be here.
1: And you know, I'm cracking up because I went to your website because I wasn't completely sure what GSD mode meant.
2: And <laughs> so,
1: for any of you who are offended, cover your ears. But it means get shit done, <laughs> which I love that saying because you know I think that. For many of us, we talk, 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 right? And at the end of the day, it's like you can come up with all the excuses you want, but you just got to get shit done.
2: Yeah, you know, we got—I got a saying in all my businesses with all my with all my staff and my agents, which is no mental masturbation allowed. You know, right? We, we just mentally yeah. play with these thoughts, and you know, especially this time of year, right? Everybody's getting ready to do their 2016 business plans, life plans, and and. It's, it's like, look, I mean, I'm not saying planning is not important, but the execution, um, the implementation, the execution is, is what truly matters. And, you know, we just need to start taking more massive action. And, um, you know, it's, it's it's definitely if there's one secret that's created abundance in my life, it's just been you know, I've never been the smartest guy or, or you know, the most polished guy, the best salesman. Um, but I've always just taken massive, massive action, which just can, continues to create massive opportunities.
1: You know, it's funny because uh, now that you say that, so I have a good friend of mine that I've known for a long time, and um, he's he's a fantastic guy. He always has lots of great ideas of things that he wants to do. And so he came up with this idea a while back to make some sort of a coffee scrub, shower scrub thing, and I know this is kind of off track, but it's kind of funny. And um, he made this, this coffee scrub, and I said, well, that's really cool, you know. Why don't you do something with it? And so it kind of sat on his shelf. He sends me a text the other day of some website on money.cnn.com about some guy who started a coffee scrub body startup, and the guy's making a boatload of money. And he goes, it's my crazy idea. And my response was, everyone has ideas, but the money is in the action,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so true. You know, it's, it's uh, especially more so today than ever, you know, because, I mean, great podcasts like yours. And, and with YouTube, you know, really being the greatest university that's ever existed, um, information is no longer the issue. Everybody has access to all the same information. So what's going to make the difference between you and your competition and everybody else out there is your ability to implement and take massive action. And, and so whoever can implement, whoever can move, shift, adapt, change, and implement the quickest is, is going to be who's victorious in this new economy that we operate in. You
1: know, that's so true because I I saw somebody on one of the groups and stuff on Facebook who was talking about how all the challenges that he has been through in real estate. And my first response was, you know what, great agents do well in any market. Like you just have to adapt. You have to make changes and adjust to what's going on. So I know you've been in real estate since, what, about 10 years or so? How long have you been in real estate?
2: Yeah, go, going on 11 years, and this year I just hit my 5,000th uh, home sale. Um, Holy cow. You know, so it's been uh, it's been an epic ride. You know, every every single year has been, you know, we, we've yet since 2005 when I got licensed to have one year that hasn't, um, you know, been better than the year previous. So we've continued growing despite, you know, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, so I got licensed in 2005, biggest boom, that you know, our, our, our markets ever seen followed by the biggest crash. You know, we had, we had, yeah. um, I mean, at one point there was, I don't know, 90,000 foreclosures on, on, on the market, you know, year and a half worth of inventory. Some of these home values in certain areas dropped 85% in value. Um, you know, but we were still able to, to move, shift and adapt. Now that doesn't mean any of it's been easy and that doesn't mean I haven't failed a ton and made massive mistakes, you know, but when you're paying attention, um, and you take massive, massive action, but you're also reflecting and paying daily attention to it, you know, you can adjust to those mistakes very quickly and learn from them very quickly and, and continue that growth pattern. So um yes, going into uh, two thousand sixteen it'll be my eleventh year, so it's it's crazy. It's it feels like a blink of an eye. Um was like just yesterday I was passing my real estate exam, but uh has been, been a pretty wild ride. This industry is an in the industry, it's 100% changed every aspect of my life. I mean, it's it's from my relationships to not, not just on the financial level, but my relationships, my health. I mean, it's it's uh, it's definitely changed my entire life.
1: Well, since it's that time of year when everyone's thinking about their health, tell me how it's changed your health. Give
2: me a little bit of background on that. You know, what, what, what's cool about it is it's not – and it sounds funky, right? Um, how, how being involved in the real estate industry can, can have a positive impact on – on your health. It wasn't being, it, it wasn't the real estate industry per se. It was the connections and the mentors um, that I was introduced to um, through through the real estate business. Right. And, and one commonality that I found in, in almost every uber successful person that I've met um, is uh, their health is, is a major, major top priority. You know, so like for me, for example, today, I mean, I've got, I operate four businesses, um, so three other businesses in addition to my real estate business. Um, you know, I've got about 150 total employees and, and independent contractors that work for me. Um, I've got three little kids, you know, at home. So, so my life is go 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 go. There's no way in hell I could do what I do um, if I didn't take care of my health to allow me to have a certain amount of energy. You because know, for me to accomplish what I want to accomplish, because I'm not willing to sacrifice. Um, my relationship with my kids or my wife because of my businesses, but I'm also not willing to not have successful businesses. So I've got to be able to go out there and perform at a very, very high level for 18 hours a day, seven days a week, right? To to go out there and accomplish my dreams that I have for for my life. So um, that all comes down to, to your health. You know, we're, we're, when we look at how we process energy or, or create energy, it's through food, right? So it just makes sense then that the higher quality, the better quality of food what you put in your mouth matters. And um, you know, kind of a little backstory twelve years ago, so about a year year and a half before that in the real estate business, um, I, I hit a real low point in my life. I just dropped out of college, um, I was broke, I was actually living in my car at the time, I was in between places, so I was just technically homeless. Um I was morbidly obese, almost three hundred pounds in a dark place, man. I was, you know, I was drunk every single day by noon, you know, thinking about committing suicide on a daily basis. And, and I finally decided or realized that, Hey man, I mean, this is, this is not going in a good direction. Um, I've got to change got to I've got I've to gotta go out there and, and make some adjustments. Otherwise this is going to get pretty, pretty ugly. So at that point I decided to make those changes, went out there, lost 118 pounds, kept it off now for over wow. a decade. And, uh, Went out there and started creating. You know, I I didn't know what I wanted. You, know, I'm 21 years old at that time. I had no idea what the hell I wanted in this world, but I knew what I didn't want. I knew what I wasn't satisfied with. I knew what I hated about myself. So I just went to work on those things. So, you know, my first thing was was I was very unhappy with not just my physical appearance, but also my energy and how I felt. Right. So, on uh, when it came to my health, I hated being broke. All you know, right. So being you know, I always tell people money's not everything, but I've been broke as, as it can be, and I've had quite a bit of money, and life's a lot better when you have a little bit of money.
0: You know, right? Yeah.
2: So, um, just just made a laundry list of these things, and just just went to work at it. So, you know, um, so I lost the weight before I got into the real estate business, um, but I didn't necessarily lose it in the most healthy manner, right? So it was I now mean, just calorie counting, and I would, it didn't matter if I ate Taco Bell or Pizza or whatever, as long as I ate less calories than I was consuming, which do nothing for overall health and energy. You know, you can be thin and still be very, very unhealthy with very low energy. Um, but it was one, once I got in the real estate business and started ach- achieving some success and getting in some of the right rooms with the right people and, and meeting some mentors, um, you know, that, that really started taking a different different path and a different journey to accomplish that.
1: You know, I know that in – real estate, I personally have been in real estate 23 years, so I've been doing it a long time, and, you know, we get busy, and life gets crazy, and it seems that our health goes to the very bottom of the list. I know that that's been the case for me many times in my life, and I actually got up and went to yoga today, so I was pretty proud of myself. Awesome. But, Hell yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, we're, you know, running around like chickens with our heads cut off, and yeah, we're driving through Taco Bell to eat something on the way to our next appointment. And it's just, it just becomes more and more difficult. And I would say that as agents, the majority of the agents um, are struggling, you know, with exercise, yeah, well, it's eating healthy. It, yeah, but it's not filters, and,
2: right? You've got, you've got 80% of the American population that's overweight, over 40% that are that are obese, and it's only getting worse. You know, child's obesity is higher than it's ever been, and it's on a mass, I mean, it's becoming a massive epidemic. Um, so so when we look at that, though, it, what, what people don't grasp and they don't understand is, okay, I've got to take the time to go to the gym. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to eat right or prep my meals. But the amount of time that it gains you, right? Like, I mean, if you – like, I sleep very little. You know, I get up every morning at 3 a.m. Um, and start, start my day, right? And I usually go to bed about 10 o'clock at night. Um, so I sleep very little, but my body requires very little sleep because, you know, when you're putting two gallons of water, eating a fully organic diet, taking care of your body, right, it recovers that much quicker. So I don't, I don't need that. I have zero brain fog, right? I mean, I'm able to get done in three hours, which most people can't get done in a 15-hour day, right, because my energy levels are so high and maximized from it. So people just have to understand that. You know, a lot of people think that your car is your vehicle. No, dude, your body is your one vehicle, and you only have one of them. You can't can't get a new one. You can't get an upgrade. You know, this is it for your entire life. So, you know, we've got to take care of it. We've got to treat it right. But the cool part about it is if you do that, um, which is hard, I mean, believe me, dude. going through losing 118 pounds is by far the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. I, I had a guest on my podcast the other day that, gave up sugar 42 years ago. And she's like, giving up sugar, not that she had a heroin habit, <laughs> but, but she made a comment that giving up sugar is, is harder than giving up heroin or, or quitting heroin. It's, food is the number one drug that exists out there. And it's just being cognizant of that and taking control over it. And and if not, I mean, I don't judge anybody that doesn't take care of their health, um, you know, but just understand what those consequences are, you know, right. I mean, you have what, 68,000 Americans dying every single year from, from, Heart attacks and hardening arteries, which 99.9% of that is all all preventable.
1: You know, it's funny that you talk about um, sugar because I now I can't remember the name of the the documentary, but there was a documentary on Netflix that I watched
2: one night yeah, about sugar. Seen it. Yep.
1: And it, it's interesting because when you if you just go walking through the grocery store and to go grocery shopping, and you look at the labels. It's like every single thing short of vegetables <laughs> and and meat have some sort of sugar in it, even if it's organic sugar you know which I don't know if it's, that's any better or not, but you know it's got every single thing bread, everything has sugar in it, and
2: you know we wonder why we're in the situation that we're in it's, it's you know huge. and it's and it's sad, and it's it's the same thing with. I mean, if you look at our school system, it's the same thing with with education on nutrition. but same thing with education on finances. You know, right? They they don't coach and teach you how to. I mean, I I know um, finance majors that graduate college that have no idea how to how to put together a P and L statement or balance a checkbook. Right? Um, so, so they don't teach a lot of these fundamentals for for whatever reason. You know, there, there's a bazillion theories out there for that, but. Um, you know, but the cool thing is we can take control of it and bring it into our lives, but the way that we've been taught all of this is, is the wrong way, right? A lot of people think, oh, I've got to stay away from fats, for example. No, I mean, sugars are, are again, the biggest poison that exists out there. I mean, now they're even talking about Alzheimer's being type three diabetes and it all being linked to, um, sugar intake. Yeah, you know, so the gal that was on my podcast, she she gave up sugar. She found a holistic doctor after many, many years of – almost 20 years of being um, hardcore depressed on every antidepressant drug that exists out there. And then she met this, this new holistic doctor. She was just searching for any option that she could find out there. And the doctor told her, give up sugar. And she gave up 42 years ago, and she said within two days her depression was 100% gone, and it's never come wow. back. You know, it's, it's, it's insane. But, you know, the cool thing about – about life um, that I've found, and I'm a guy that, you know, is, is, I'm not the most successful cat that exists on the planet, um, but I consider myself successful because I've I've overcome a lot, a lot of adversity in in so many areas of my life. I mean, going from from being morbidly obese to being in in really good shape to being absolutely broke. Now, I'm not the richest guy on the planet, but I, I make well over six figures every single month. Um, and and my businesses are all expanding on a fast rate to, you know, having very bad relationships, a a very bad negative marriage at one point, turning that around and creating those, creating an epic relationship, an epic marriage. And what I've realized is this, the secret to success is the same in in every aspect of your life, right? It's, you know, I've got a three-step process. I call it my GSD mode model. It's number one, get outcome, get clarity on the outcome that you want. Like what is it that you want in this aspect of your life? So, I'll make a list of every aspect of my life that's important to me. It's my health, my relationship with my wife, relationship with my kids, my businesses, whatever's important to you in your world. Get 100% crystal clarity on what is the outcome that you want in that element of your life. Then part two of that is list out, okay, what are the problems and obstacles in the way? Um, Is it, you know, it could be a a substance. Like for me, alcohol was, was, I come from a, Got a lot of alcoholism in my family. Um, I battled with it for years. You know, it's one of those things where I I had to give it up. It was becoming a problem, from me allowing me to accomplish the the outcome that I wanted. It could be a human being, right? We have that significant other that's not supportive of where we want to go, or or, or negative friends. Like we've got to we've got to get very um, deal reality, get very clear on what are the problems obstacles and obstacles in the way of you accomplishing those outcomes that you want. So many people think success is an addition. Oh, man, i got to be adding more. I'm like, no, man, success is an elimination. You know, what are the things that you need to eliminate from your in your life that are prohibiting you from doing the things that you know you must be doing to create the success that you want? And then step number three of it is just, uh, um, you know, putting an, a game plan together to eliminate those problems and obstacles to make the outcome a reality. And then it's just, and then I call it from there, my reflect, plan, execute. So every single day, living and operating every day, every aspect of your life with full intention. I don't believe in ever entering a day, um, business or just life, saving weekends, whatever. um, I've got it planned out. I know exactly what the the outcome is. So maybe it's a Sunday, I'm taking the day off. Like this weekend, I'm taking my, my family up to Sunrise Ski Resort and taking snowboarding all weekend. Right, but I still have a, I still have an intentional game plan on what that's gonna look like, what the outcome is that, that I want for a family of, of that vacation. Um I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna live every aspect of my life with, with intention, right? So step number no one is planning. Plan it out. Never enter a day without having full intention. You should know from the second you wake up to the second you, you close your eyes at night, um, what what's gonna happen in that throughout your day to make it a win. Uh then reflection. So, every single day, I take 20 minutes to pause in my day. Um, I do this at 6 o'clock every single night. I have an alarm that goes off on my phone to remind me. um, I reflect through everything that I did. From when I woke up at 3 a.m., every appointment, every meeting, every, you know, everything I was involved in, I'm I'm analyzing. Okay, did all of these things align with the outcome that I want? Yes or no. And if it's a no, okay, I've got to learn from that and make sure it doesn't get on my calendar again, right? Um, And then, of course, execution, which is what we kind of opened this podcast with is, executing in your best self, seeing how you can be more effective and efficient and executing each day at the highest level. And, you know, so many people going back to this whole business planning deal, you know, so many people focus on, you know, these long-term goals, these one-year goals, these five-year goals, these 10-year goals. I'm like, no, dude, it's way too much time. Just focus every single day. Like I don't set annual goals. Some people are like, well, what what are your 2016 goals? I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that far ahead. Shit changes so fast in today's world with technology and, and, and the economy, I mean, th- things are expanding so fast, so I only do, I set 90-day goals, right? So here's my 90-day goals. Here's what I want to accomplish within the next 90 days of my life, and then I break it down, okay? So uh, if, here's where I want to be in 90 days. So at day 60, I should be somewhere. Day 30, I should be somewhere, and then in between those are weeks, and then I break it down every single day. So I know you you got to be able to keep score. Am I winning or am I losing, you know, right? So... Um, the only way you're going to win the years to win enough months. You to win enough months to win enough weeks. You to win enough weeks to win enough days, right? So then it really boils down to every single day operating at your best self to go out there and execute to create the life that, that you know that you truly want, that you truly deserve. Um, and, uh, you know, just living by it.
1: You know, it's funny that um, you say 90 days because my most popular class that I teach is one called Goals versus Priorities. And, I teach people to just choose two things that they want to get done in the next 90 days because goals, it seems like people write those down and then they never look at them again. And they also, many times, in my opinion, when they look that far out, they write unrealistic goals. And I don't ever want to tell somebody not to dream big, but, you know, if you're an agent going from selling three homes to 100 homes in 12 months is not not always realistic, right? I mean, it it can be, but are you really willing to put in the work, which most people aren't willing to put in the work. And yeah, so no, 90 days is ideal, right? Because 90 days, you can you can win, first of all. You can feel accomplished by getting those two or three important things done. And, you know, feel free to add more, but getting a couple things significant done in the eight areas of your life is is profound and I see huge success from putting it into smaller chunks. Like you mentioned, I think that that's key.
2: Yeah. It lights a fire under your ass too. Cause if it's like a year oh it's Friday, um, you know, or oh, it's a happy hour a couple wild wing, So I can scoot out for, for a couple hours early to go hang out with the boys. I got time to make up, you know, make, make this up. But if I'm 90 day goals, especially, I mean, I, I want to set big goals, not unrealistic goals, but big goals that scare the living hell out of me, um, because then I don't have enough time. It's like I can't I can't afford to waste a day. I can't afford to waste a day and hour at this point in my life, right? So so I'm just trying to trying to just squeeze as much time that I have. And this is what some people are, they're just not cognizant of what actually exists out there. You know, everybody bitch my mind, mind about time. They'll they'll complain about. It. I'm like, well, how, how many hours are in a the week? They're like, well, I don't know. Like how can you bitch and whine about how you don't have enough time when you have no no idea how much time is available to you? It's like somebody saying that they're they're broke but they don't know what their bank account balance is, right? So right. there's, you know, there's a, one thing that I get criticized on most um, is because I, I I do work you know an eighty hour work week is is kind of a light week for me. So people that'll be like, well, don't you want to spend time with your family? I'm like, well, these judgments come out of of really just ignorance, right? They're not aware of how how much time we have and how time we work. There's 168 hours in a week. Right? So let's say I, I sleep, uh, excuse me. I sleep 6 hours a night, right? So okay, sleep. that let's say it's, That's thank you. So that's 42 hours. So you got 168 hours a week. 42 of those is spent slugging. Um let's say okay, 7 hours of those I'm going to be working out. I'm going to work my 80 hours uh a, a day. And I'm trying to just do the math quickly in my head, but you know, roughly I've got 39 hours left over. So what I do with that 39 hours? Am I going to sit my ass on from the in front of the TV like the average American that watches 4.7 hours of TV a day, you know, or am I going to go spend that time with the people that matter to me in my world? I mean, it's how we, we all have enough time to accomplish what we want to accomplish. It's just getting very, very intentional about it. Um, and, and when I decided to turn my life around and change my life, was uh, I was working at a hospital. And this is what really prompted me to, to go through these changes. I was working at a hospital in Holland, Michigan. as a nurse's aide on the hospice floor for two years. And uh, in hospice, for those of you that don't know what that is, that's really your last resort before you – I mean, that's where you're just kind of waiting to expire from this life, you know, right? So um, I'm spending – working 12-hour shifts, spending a tremendous amount of time with people on their deathbed, there were thousands of patients over the years. And um, – and the, and the cool part about it was because I wasn't a friend or family, they were honest with me and they were sharing with me all of their regrets. Not one patient out of the thousands, you know, I wasn't keeping count, I don't know exactly how many patients it was, but it was a lot. Not one of them was like, life was epic, life was amazing, I'm ready for the next journey, whatever that is. Everybody had the shoulda, woulda, coulda wish, wish I would have married a different person. Wish I would have went after this different career. Wish I would have traveled more. Wish I would have been a better father. So at that time, going through that experience, I realized, okay, at one point in our life, at some point, the average person lives to 84 years old. We're 84 years old. We are all going to have a conversation on our deathbed, which is the final scoreboard. And it's going to be, hey, what did I do with this one gift called life I've been blessed with? Did I go out there and do something epic with it, or did I piss it away, right? And, and, and unfortunately, it's very sad, that 99% of people piss it away because they're not paying attention. Like, you're going to wake up at some point. You can either wake up now. And choose to be disciplined and go out and create the life that you want with no regrets, or you can wake up on your deathbed and then have that should have would have could have and die with a heavy heart of regret. You know, so yeah. um, so you know we, we we've got to get clarity in what we want, but then when it comes back to it, I know you're, you know you, your your podcast real estate specific is is mine is as well, so we'll kind of keep on that path. So if I'm a real estate agent, there, there's a few things, and this is a perfect time of year to really be hitting on this stuff because everybody is kind of game planning. There's a few things that I've learned over the years to be successful with the planning. So I meet agents all the time. They're like, hey, Josh, I want to make $250,000 and let's see 2016. I'm like, okay, well, what's the game plan? I'm going to work more hours. I'm going to do more open houses. I'm going to be more focused. I'm going to be in the office. Okay, cool. I'm not saying those things probably aren't going to have to happen, but that's, that's, that's a plan to lose, dude. That's not, that's not a winning game plan. You know, we need to break it down to every single day and every single week, are we winning and are we losing? Um, so so first off, never, and this is just my personal opinion and what what's helped me create success with my business planning, never plan on a 12-month sales cycle, right? Because, I mean, what are we on right now? The holidays, it's like between Thanksgiving and, and the Monday after New Year's e- uh, Eve weekend, like the right. world's just on pause, dude. Everybody's yeah, waiting exactly. for the holidays. So, so I started could base it off a 10-month sales cycle, right? All your numbers, all your appointments need to be setting based off a 10-month sales cycle. So then we know, um, and this is just for me, I'm, I'm a numbers freak. I've, I've The path is all math, you know, in, in, in my opinion. And so I've always been a hardcore tracker. I mean, the, the the true wealth, the true fortune, when I know it's not the sexy thing to talk about, but it's in the spreadsheet, you know, right? Um, exactly. So. So, so what i found over 10 years of tracking, and, I, you know, I, I have about 2,500 agents that go through my coaching programs on an annual basis as well, and these, these numbers hold true for all over the U.S., all over Canada. Um, four appointments made equals one closed sale. And somebody of may say, well, that, that, that sounds, like, really high. Well, it's four appointments made, not conducted. You make four appointments, one's going to no-show you, so you conduct three. Um, of the three that you conduct, let's say you sign two clients, right? You shouldn't be signing every single client. You sign every single client there's a problem. You should be turning down business um as well as you're probably gonna be turned down once in a while as well. So okay, so I signed two clients of that. And of the two, um one will will I mean they both may go into escrow, but you know what well, you got an eighty five percent chance that an escrow will close so there's a fallout rate right there. So right, so so of the two uh clients, one will successfully close. So okay, four appointments made is one closed sale. So if I want to close uh uh um forty eight homes in two thousand sixteen Okay, then I know exactly how many appointments I need. I need to close, let's say, a house a week or whatever. Um, I know then that I need to make four appointments every single week. Okay, so then we want to break it down even further. It's just it's just divide and conquer. Dude. we got to break this down so then you know actionable steps. It's like I always think about this like if I, I – I don't invest in paper assets, but if I did, if I were to, and I always use this analogy – I wouldn't want my stockbroker, if I was like, gee, I want $10 million in this account by the time I'm 65. I wouldn't want them to be like, okay, well, I need $80,000 a year from Josh. I want that, And I don't want to even break it down to a, a monthly fee schedule. I want to know every single day, hey, Josh, when you wake up, I need $73 in your wallet every day when you wake up. Now I know how to plan for it on a daily basis, what I need to cut out or how much additional revenue I need to bring in to make that a reality. So, to make those appointments, um what I've discovered is, is ten lead conversations equals one appointment. so, what's a lead conversation? Well, a lead conversation is conversing with a human being about real estate um that you haven't done business with before, and it doesn't have to be over the phone, it could be phone call text email um but it's you're you're conversing back and forth about real estate and you're asking for the appointment. It doesn't mean ten new conversations to be um you might you might have talked to them five times already. And, and still haven't got the appointment. Um, so, okay, so then I know if, if I want to do a house a, a, a week, closing a house a week, okay, I've got to have four appointments a week, right? Um, to have, get four appointments a week, I need to have 40 lead conversations on a weekly basis. And then I can start breaking that down based on how many hours I'm working, how many days of the week that I'm working, and really start allocating that. And then, you know, shit happens, right? Like I, I had on our team, um, one of my agents the other day had a house burned down. As it is out of oh, wow. the country, um, so it was, it was vandalism. His sellers are out of state, so he had to go out there. I mean, his whole day was shot. He had to go out there, be, you know, do the police report, be out there with them. Um, so okay, so he had a, this, this to do list of things that had to get done: phone calls, conversations, leads to generate um, to go out there and, and accomplish this. Well, that day was shot, you know, and that's just life. We all get sucked into the world when it's it's, it's just life, right? So when we're paying attention, we know the numbers, now we can adjust for it. So, okay, he can't not do that activity. If he chooses to not do those activities and make up for those activities, he's consciously then choosing to abandon his goals. So, Just tell me, what's a choice? Do you want to abandon your goals, um, you know, or do you want to choose to make these up? So then now we know to make those adjustments. So whatever that meant, maybe the next four days he has to make, you know, five extra calls a day or whatever that looks like. To, to make up for that. Um, then when it comes to leads, because people always ask, well, how many leads do I need? Well, it's different for everybody because everybody's conversion rates are different. Um, you know, But if you're following up aggressively, you know what I found is about 5% of all the human beings you put in your database that you follow up with aggressively will do business with you. 95% won't. So if you have a fear of rejection, um, just understand that 95%, no matter how good you are, 95% of people that you ever come in contact with will never do business with like when people tell me to piss off or F off or whatever, which happens all the time, um, you know, cause it, when you, when you, you'll get pissed when you're texting or phone calling, right? Not everybody, but I, I get at least one F off daily. Um, I, I don't take it personal. I'm just like, okay, this is the 95% will never do business with me. My job is to sit and sort through these to identify the 5% that do want to do business with me, that do value my services, um, and, uh uh, with that, so, okay, so if I want to close, again, we'll go back to the, you know, fifty uh, house a week, 52 home sales a year or whatever, um, then I know, okay, I need a 1,000 leads on an annual basis in my system. Okay, well, let's break that down again. It breaks down to roughly about three a day, right? So, okay, every single day I wake up, now I know how much activity I've got to do to generate three leads into my system. I know how many phone call conversations I need to be having um, to be asking for appointments to make sure that my goal becomes a reality. And we've got to break it down. The only way that you guys' business will become predictable is to break it down to this level. Like, you need to know your numbers. Um, again, the path is all math, and it's, it's so critical. But that's how your goals become a reality. And, and then lastly, one last thing I'll, I'll hit on this with is understand why your goals are important to you. So, like, an exercise we do with my team is, you know, what, what does success in real estate mean for you and your family? So maybe it's hey, well, you know, I've always, I'm a parent and I've always wanted to put my kids in, in private schools and give them the best education possible. Okay, cool. Um, what does it? What's it going to take to make that a reality? Well, it costs me 100 grand a year currently to live. school's an extra 30 thousand a year, so I need 130 thousand in commissions. Okay, cool. Right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw out a number in commissions just because it sounds cool. It's got. I'm gonna have, make it where it has a deep meaning for me and my family. So this number now means something, right? So so. What you're what you're choosing to do when you're not doing the activities that you have to be doing every single day is you're choosing to abandon these opportunities that you you wanted to originally create for your family. We just got to deal in reality, dude. And people that are always like, "Oh man, I, you know, I don't want to call these expires and get yelled at and, and I'm like, okay, I get it. I hate rejection too. It, 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 it's like when I was dieting and losing all that weight. People are like, "Oh man, I wish I had her discipline." I'm like, that's it's, it's, it's a, a cop out. I don't have this. this I mean, it's. It, it, it's not easy for me either. I just choose what pain sucks more. Does um, there, not giving myself this Taco Bell or this McDonald's or whatever I was hooked on at the time, um, and not getting this instant gratification of the meal, does that, that suck more or less than being obese, no energy, but like what what one sucks more? And I always go with that. So when it comes to you know, because I, again, I mean, I, I I call a lot of expired, a lot of for sale by owners. I hate every second of it. Right, But then it's, okay, well, what would I rather have? Would I rather have some stranger that really doesn't care about me and my family, um, reject me, get pissy with me? Um, or would I rather have the pain of me going to my kids, going home one day and saying, hey, guys, um, I can't uh, put food on the table or put a roof over our head, or I can't send you to college or whatever because I was too much of a coward to pick up the phone and get rejected by some stranger that doesn't give a shit about us or our family anyway. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just we just got to really – be honest with ourselves and deal in realities. Um, and then, and then take that action. And then people, you know, the another thing that I always get to is, well, you know, I had a lady on my YouTube channel that the other day, that was like, Oh, you're, you're so blessed and lucky to be so focused and have this motivation. I'm like, dude, I mean, first of all, I don't believe in luck. And, and I don't want to sound like I'm ungrateful for life, but you know, blessings. I mean, it's, it's all, it's all been intentionally created. Um, when I wake up at three AM every single morning, I am pissed off. I I yeah, i am not waking up like excited. You know, but I put You're not a happy right morning person. <laughs> well, you know, I mean I, I, I am, but I'm like a five AM morning person, right? Not not a three AM morning person. So, you know, but but at that point you've got to make two choices. Okay, am I gonna listen to my emotions? If I listen to my emotions, I you're guaranteed to live a life of mediocrity. And what is mediocrity day? 76% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, meaning they lose their job. They are rely on government aid. 80% of Americans yeah. are overweight. Um, only 2% of Americans today at the age of 65 can retire without being reliant on their kids to take care of them. That's after social security and retirement. So you, wow. you want nothing to do with average. It's scary as hell, you know, right? So, but if I listen to my emotions, um, you know, it's like 89% of the stuff I have to do on a daily basis, I hate doing it. I don't enjoy doing it. Um, but it must get done even though it doesn't create that instant gratification, happiness in my life, it does create massive, massive fulfillment. Happiness and fulfillment are two totally different things. And that's one of our biggest problems, in my opinion, on society is that we focus on happiness. Well, it's like, okay, if I was a smoker, I'm not, but if I was a smoker, going to a smoke break right now, having a cigarette would make me happy. But after, you know, 40 years of doing that, and with the health issues and, you know, everything else, well, it's probably not going to create a lot of long-term fulfillment in my life, right? Um, so get get out of your mind about this whole. Oh, I don't enjoy doing that. It doesn't matter. It's not about you, especially if you have kids. Like, like wake up, dude! It's it, you. You exist now to go out and create opportunities for your family as a parent. You know, so so just get out of the emotional space. Focus on what you must be doing to create the outcomes that you want. And then you said a, a little bit ago that everybody like write, write these goals, and then they they never look at them. Look at them daily. You know, it's the first thing I do every single morning when I wake up. Like I said, when I get up, I'm pissed off. I don't want to be awake. First thing I do is I grab my phone, I go to my notes section, I review all my goals, all my outcomes, um, you know, do my affirmations, and then I get right into self-development from there to start my day off right. So I put myself in that right positive state. You know, if your average person looks at their goals uh, once a year, and I'm looking at mine five times a day, who do you think is going to win? Like, right now I'm on this phone call with you in front of my computer. Right next to my computer is my vision board for 2016, you know? So it's 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 just constantly, constantly in front of mine.
1: You know, it's it's funny because I think the greatest lesson that I learned in life years ago, too, was that numbers don't lie. I mean, the numbers tell you exactly what direction to go and where you need, you know, what you need to accomplish and what you need to do. I mean, especially – you know when it comes to leads if i tell my agents all the time look if you're getting a hundred leads and you're not converting them leads are not the problem the problem is you need to work on your skill right you need to work on your conversion skill and if you're at least getting appointments in front of people and you're not converting them again it comes down to skill not you know, I think that's a huge fallacy is that many agents think, oh, I just need more leads, I need more leads, I need more leads. No, you don't need more leads. You need to get better skill at taking care of what you have. And once you do that, then you can go get more leads, right? But I yep. can no, drop yep. a 1,000 leads in your plate, and if you don't know how to convert them and don't know how to manage them, it's just wasted money.
2: Yeah, I, I've yet to meet anybody where leads are the issue. It's always their inability to set appointments. That's that really is the underlying issue, and, and they're not taking enough action. But they they just you know the, the, the crazy thing is is all this information is available. You know, so when I'm always dropping a lot of these stats on people. They're like, well, how do you know this stuff? Well, dude, I mean, you can, you, it's available for anybody, right? Just get off your ass. You know, you're, you're not where you want to be because you're not committed. Period. If you were committed, right. you'd be doing the work. You'd be doing the research. So like today. With your average American being sold 2,000 times a day, it takes 15 reach-outs on average before communication even begins to happen. So when your average agent, according to Zillow right now, your average agent follows up within 40 minutes and follows up twice. Like you've got to follow up at least 15 times. First of all, it's 40 minutes, man. There, there are some big issues <laughs> that you know, have. Yeah, that's already
1: than, the problem.
2: You know, um <laughs> You know, but then, okay, I can't fall up twice. I got to fall up at least 15 times. And agents coming to coming like, oh, I fall up at least eight times. Um, should I consider a cold lead? I'm like, no, you have seven more times before you can even judge it. You know, right? And and then once you start interacting with that lead, they're going to reject you on average five times before they say a yes. And it's not that they're rejecting you as a person. They're just saying no, not right now in the process. Either they're not fully ready or they're not comfortable enough with you. So it's just, it's just you know, offering value, giving value, asking for the appointment. Um, You know, I had a a coaching client of mine the other day that uh, one of 48% of my business uh, comes from mega open houses. We do over 30 home sales a month through through our open houses. Um, And and when I say things like that to the listeners, understand that I have 25 full-time agents. It's not me personally doing, you know, we're averaging about 53 home sales a month right now. That's not me personally doing all those sales. It's, It's a big group of us. Um, but, uh, he, he goes the other day, he goes, man, I'm, you know, I'm getting all these leads coming through, but I'm not getting any appointments. I need a new lead source. And I'm like, all right, well, well, you don't need a new source. Leads aren't the problem here. Um, are you asking for the appointments? And this was just a, a young guy, single guy, just, right. you know, in his early twenties, millennial. So I said, okay, put it this way, dude. Um, if you get to the point in your life where like you want to go meet a girl and, and, and eventually get married and have a family and, and once you get to that stage in your life. What is the first step that must happen? The first step is you got to ask a chick out, right? like you. Right. Dude, they're not going to come to you. Like you got to go ask them. I don't know too many girls. I mean, that, that are out there. It happens. I, I get that. But you know, for, in most cases, like you got to take action and asking you. Like asking you shall receive. It's in the Bible, dude. Like it, it, there's no yeah. two or seven. that. you. Um, exactly. You know, we, I have a brand new agent on my team, and he has a full time job still. Um, He's been in the business for for only a few months. Um, He's already closed several transactions. He's got another, uh, I think, three or four in escrow right now. And uh, people, even on my own team, are like, dude, what what are you doing? Like, what's the secret? And he's like, man, I just, everywhere I go, I ask for business. So, like, the other day, one of his clients right now that's in escrow right now works at Best Buy in the geek squad. He had to bring in his computer to get fixed. And he wears his name badge and he's having a conversation with that. And he's just just gotten in the habit now of asking everybody. Hey, are you looking to buy or sell a house right now? Right? I mean, no matter where he goes, like, the grocery store, anywhere I go. And he's like, then the other day he's at Verizon and he asked the, the guy helping him um, at, at Verizon if he, he needed uh, any assistance buying or selling real estate. He's like, oh man, I just bought a house two weeks ago. I wish, wish I would have met here a little bit earlier, right? So these people are buyers and he keeps racking up deals in escrow just because every time he goes to Starbucks, every time he goes to the the, the grocery store, whatever. Wherever he goes, he's doing that. So, I mean, this is a dude that, again, hasn't done a full-time job, brand-new licensee, that in 2016, based on his numbers now, if he just continues what he's doing, will do almost $13 million in sales. Wow. Yeah, right? And he's not doing, he's not doing anything revolutionary. He's not doing anything, zero ninja tricks, he's doing open houses on the weekends, and he's asking for appointments everywhere he goes. And you're just getting massive, massive business. And, you know, it's sad because so many real estate agents, you know, they're they're so focused on their comfort zone. Well, I feel uncomfortable when asking for people's business. I'm never going to ask them. Okay, cool. That's okay. I'm not here to judge you on that. But just understand, if you're going to operate in your comfort zone, you are going to live a life of mediocrity. And I don't judge anybody that chooses to live a life of mediocrity. Not for me. But if if that's what they want for their life, cool. Just don't bitch, moan, and whine about it. And understand yeah, that you're exactly. probably going to die with a heavy heart of regret, you know. Um, exactly. It's just, it's just the reality of it. Yeah.
1: Well, you know what? Um, I think you're quite the inspiring guy.
2: You're still pretty
1: young. You're a youngin'. <laughs> How old are your kids? Yeah. Uh,
2: so, yeah, so I, I personally just turned, I don't feel that young anymore. I just, just turned 34. Um, and then my kids, I've got a 7-year-old, um, a 5-year-old, and a 2-year-old. Oh, they're so much fun. So my
1: baby is now nineteen, so he's six foot one, you know. So they grow really quickly. They grow really quick and they're
2: fun Yeah. And fun. Trying to soak in every minute of it. And I think that's the is, is, again when we kinda of talked about this earlier, but so many people think that okay, for me to go out there and create success and also I've got to Sacrifice the success, of my family. Absolutely not. I mean, I'm at home every single night, like clockwork. At six thirty at night, it's a non negotiable for me. That's also why I wake up at three a.m. Though, um, you know, sacrifice a little sleep because I know that blink of an eye, my kids are going to be off to college, doing their thing, having their own lives, and 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 uh, I'm not going to be able to get this time with them, right? So, so just understand. We just get people just. Do, I don't know if it's a defense mechanism or what, but they just want to deal with reality. Just be cognizant. Right? Here's here's the reality of this, and here's the consequences if I go this other path. And and I mean, you can absolutely have it all in this life as long as you live every moment intentional and cut out all the waste, all the shit that doesn't align with the outcome that you want. It's like in my world, like bacon barbecues don't exist, or or going to you know Buffalo Wild Wings, <laughs> or watching sports, or you know whatever. I I, I got asked the other day like somebody. Uh, on one of my um, uh, YouTube comments, somebody asked, uh, was like, man, what, what do you have against sports? Like, what, what's your beef with sports? I'm like, I have no beef with sports. I played football and wrestling growing up. Like, I, I, I like to play sports. Um, but I'm not going to sit my ass on a couch and watch other people live out their dreams when I can go out there and uh, spend that time creating my own dreams. Like, I'm just not going to be a spectator. I refuse to be a spectator in this life, right? So... um you know, a- okay, Nicholton. so tell us
1: what you tell us what you love to do for fun. What's the fun stuff you do?
2: So, so I'm a, I'm a total I'm a it isn't going to sound fun to a lot of people, but I, obviously fitness, you know, and working out, and and I hike a lot. We we snowboard quite a bit, um, my, my wife and I both. Um, all of that's a lot of fun. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge geek though, dude. So so I do what I love. Like, I absolutely love, I've never really considered myself a real estate agent. I've always considered myself an entrepreneur. I've never looked at myself as a realtor, right? I got out of selling real estate as quickly as I possibly could to to focus on the entrepreneur aspect. So to me, and it sounds kind of freaky, but nothing is more exciting than growing businesses. There's nothing that I've ever found in my life that's more challenging, that's harder than growing businesses, right? So so every single day, I mean, I get to do what I love with that, Um, I'm, and I'm a huge reader, so, so I'm, I'm an introvert, you know. So I'm not. What's your uh, favorite book? Oh God, that is. I hate getting this question. Okay, what are you <laughs> reading right now? We'll do
1: it that way. What are you reading? Yeah, so, now?
2: so I'm actually reading Albert Einstein's um, biography right now. Um, I'll, I'll give you guys a good list for because I know this is, you know, your, your, your listeners are, are realtors, entrepreneurs. Um, so I'll give you some of the, the top reads that have had a profound impact on, on my business world. Um, I think the foundational for any, any entrepreneurs is, is they can grow rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, how to win friends and influence people by Dell Carnegie. Absolutely brilliant, especially for real estate, especially like if you want to get to like o- open houses, for example, I mean, his, his Ford analogy that he's la- he lays out in there. has made me so many millions over the years. Um, Family occupation,
1: recreation and dreams, right?
2: That's it. Yep. Yep. Um, The Believing Brain, I'm I'm a big believer in studying human psychology. Um, You know, so so many entrepreneurs and so many realtors will study real estate, but I'm like, you know, we've got to understand what our consumers want, how our consumers think. Um, So I I love studying human psychology, so The Believing Brain is is brilliant. Um, The Talent Code, that book will absolutely blow your mind. It's about how we learn. Um, They go out there and say the the greatest uh, talent hotbeds all over the planet um and uh, you know really break down okay how do how are these world class athletes or musicians or you know singers or whatever created um and and, and really go deep in, in breaking that down um uh, the last one I'll give you is is um, 10x by Grant Cardone oh yeah he's awesome so I he's, just bought uh, my uh
1: my husband and son his socks for Christmas
2: yeah yeah so yeah I just put <laughs> Grant on they yeah, I just had him on my podcast recently, and, and the dude is just just such a, a a brilliant man, and you know the dude that twenty five years old had nothing, was was just checked out of drug rehab, was broke, um, you know, and he chose to to turn his life around, and you know now he's got a net worth of of several hundred million, has a private jet, and he's on his way to to being a billionaire, you know, and it's all all self made, all through hustle. But 10X was the first business book that I've ever read that paints the true picture of business. How much action is it going to take? Everything's, oh, businesses fell because of undercapitalization. No, businesses fell because they didn't take enough action. Like how much action does it truly take? Um, you know, I always tell entrepreneurs, that want to get in, in, in any business. I coach, you can tell a lot of entrepreneurs from, from a lot of different fields. I would say the cool thing about entrepreneurship is you get to pick the hours you work. You just get to pick and choose the, the 17 hours of any day that you want to work, you know, right? <laughs> so, so at least for a period of time, you know, entrepreneurship is sacrificing a certain part of your life and living like nobody else. So then you can live the rest of your life like nobody else. Like I made a decision. I made a conscious decision at 23 years old to get into the real estate business. And I gave myself seven years of hundred hour work weeks, no days off, no vacations, no 23 year olds are out there doing that. Right.
0: Everybody,
2: every, even my family members, you know, right. Josh, go out and enjoy this time. That's crazy. You're going to regret it. Well, by the time I was 30 years old, I built a business where I could retire for the rest of my life. You know, right? now, I, I, Retirement is something that isn't in my vocabulary that will never happen. Um, but because I was willing to sacrifice that time, by the time I was 30, you know, I, I created so much abundance in my life where I can live the rest of my life now on my terms doing exactly what I want to do.
1: Well, you know what, Josh, uh, we went way over, which is perfect, because you have so much incredible content um, that we got today. I I think you're quite the amazing young man, and I am, oh, I say young man. You are you are younger than me, so but it makes me sound like <laughs> an old lady
2: when I say that. <laughs> right. But, yeah, um, but I definitely appreciate I, the opportunity and, 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 and kind words, and you know, I appreciate uh, your listeners um, taking some time to listen to this, and, and hopefully they you know, picked up some nuggets and, and if I can just leave maybe one last word of advice, again, it's, you guys, it all comes down to implementation, you know, so if there was anything that was shared or even if not, whether when you're listening to other podcasts, um, other guests, you've got to implement. Information is not power. Information without implementation is delusion, right? So it's taking that information, taking massive action on it, implementing it into your business, into your life, that creates power in your world. So, know, just just take some take whatever you've learned and, and go out there and start implementing immediately. Don't wait.
1: Well, and I'll tell you that I'm right now on your YouTube channel and so if you are listening in, just go subscribe to the YouTube channel. There are I don't even know how many videos I'm trying to count, but i have got like, like five
2: or six hundred. Yeah, we just voted uh uh so they they just put out a list of the the top nineteen most influential real estate channels and you know it's just just included in there, so we I created a whole studio uh a gut one of my offices now, and um you know we have a studio in here, and we we release content every single day so um yeah, you guys go check it out there's a lot of uh, a lot of great info in there,
1: and we'll post the links to it and links to his websites and everything else but um, do you have any events or anything coming up that you're working on
2: yeah, so um, so I've got eight speaking gigs um they're taking place in 2016. Um, so, one here in Phoenix. Um, it's actually my, myself and then Josh Altman from Million Dollar Listing and Cred Proctor. Um, 2500 agent uh, event at Celebrity Theater. Um, that's March 10th. And that'll be in Sandy, Utah, Toronto, Canada, Kentucky, <laughs> New York, LA, and Seattle um, for some other speaking gigs. And they're all free speaking gigs um, that, that I do. Actually, I, I, this industry's changed my life in, in so many different ways. Um, I actually pay for my own airfare, my own hotels, um, you know, whatever cities we really choose. And you know, I tell whoever we're, we're choosing, whatever brokerage or companies that we're choosing to speak to that they have to, you know, of course, pay for the, the room and whatnot. Um, but it's just something that I do to give back to an industry that, changed, you know, has ever changed my life. I also do um, two to three free webinars every single week. Um, so if you guys you can you can always access those on mode dot com, and those are one hundred percent free um, that we do there too. So
1: that's fantastic. Well, again, Josh, thank you so much for your time. You gave us so much great stuff today, and I know our listeners are going to hear some good things. So thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be a guest. And I look forward to meeting you one of these days out on the road somewhere.
2: Yeah, absolutely. will do. It's an honor. You guys take care and thank you so much. All right. Make it a great day. Bye-bye. Okay, you too. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Real Estate Real World, where we talk with masters and leaders in real estate and beyond on how we can raise the bar in our industry. Please subscribe over on iTunes. And while you're there, be sure to give us a review. Your reviews encourage us and help others find our podcast. For show notes and hot topics on what's going on right now in our real estate industry, pop on over to www.realestaterealworld.com and add your name to our email. Thanks again for listening. And go out there. Be a part of the elite master class in raising the bar on the real estate industry.